Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right, welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. Another episode with music. Yeah, we're going to give this music a shot, see if people like it or not. Hopefully they do. It's kind of soothing. It's calming me down. I'm going to fall fall asleep during... It's like spa music, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) All right. So I am professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. This is professional scrum trainer. He's over there, Todd Miller. Um, We do this show to help you have a great day and to help bring some new knowledge to your teams and eventually solve some really complex problems. We're hoping that through this show and our book and our teaching and training and mentoring and coaching and all the things that we do, that teams learn how to use scrum just a little bit better so they can get some cool products out into the world because we love buying cool products. It comes back to us. It's all self-serving, right, Todd? It is, yeah. I like buying cool products, like especially like we're. I'm still waiting for you to send me my Agile for Humans jackets. They're in a box right over there. The last yeah. ones arrived yesterday. They're all coming, and soon our viewers might be able to buy jackets and sweatshirts. Maybe. So we do have a burn the burn down chart hoodie that uh, people do seem to like based on the comments that we should probably get on sale pretty quick. You know what, though? Burn the burn down hoodie kind of leads into today's question. It does. I, you know, I I inadvertently teed that all up. Perfect. It was. It's almost like it was scripted, but we're not good enough to be scripted. <laughs> no, we're not. Funny. <laughs> yeah. But today's question, should mm-hmm. a scrum team use story points? Um, very, very loaded question that showed up in the comments. We're more than happy to answer it, though. Um, and it might surprise people exactly how we answer this. I think everyone's expecting, no, uh, we think you have options. Yeah, right. we do absolutely think that you have options. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I use story points for many years. I was an advocate for them, used them for many years. I, I don't use them as a preferred option anymore. Uh, that, I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong. I do think that there are some flaws with story points uh, and maybe we'll get into that in a bit. Right. Yeah. I, I think you have options here. I, if, if you're estimating in hours today, 
please start using story points. <laughs> right? Let's let's move over to story points. For those of you who don't know what a story point is, uh, it's something that I think Ron Jeffries invented a number of years ago in an attempt to get teams away from estimating in hours. It's some kind of relative estimation of complexity, um, of yeah, of sizing it, relative to other items on a product backlog. Right. And so it's this, it used to be called, I think, early on wideband Delphi. Hmm. And so it's just a practice of relative estimation, trying to get away from, it, it, trying to ab abstract from hours. Now, Ron has come out, I think every year he retweets a tweet that he sent five years ago that says, uh, if I happen to be the creator of story points, I'm sorry or I regret hmm. it. Yeah. I, and, and the reason he does that. Well, I won't speak for him, but I believe that the reason that someone would send such a tweet is that the idea has been really misused. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I was getting at with uh, I think there's some flaws in them because uh, a couple of reasons people tend to correlate them to hours, which is really bad math. Um, they're also a headache not to have abused by organizations that may not understand. Right. So it's right. uh Thou shalt do 30 story points per sprint or else, right? It's all the problems that lead to, you know, weaponizing velocity in the past. I've so many times we're battling this with story points, right? Yeah. And, and so if, if companies are going down that road, if they're trying to optimize for story points, they're not optimizing for delivery, right? They're trying to achieve a scoreboard metric instead of delivering value. It just leads to weird behavior. And that's what we're trying to avoid. I think the big question when it comes to which metrics do you use and which ones do you not use, what are you trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. right? If you're trying to figure out, if a scrum team is trying to kind of eyeball, you know, how much work could we potentially fit into a sprint, story points can be great. If a product owner is trying to, you know, provide a, a baseline forecast of when things could potentially be delivered, story points could be great. Now, if you're trying to make a team, not make a team, but if you're trying to move your practices towards being more predictable, if you're trying to find bottlenecks, if you're trying to figure out the likelihood of delivery uh, at, by a by a certain time or over a certain um, you know over a certain period of time and things like that, we think there's better options. Yeah, and you know, I think that you're saying really that there's uh, what are you trying to accomplish? Really lends me to two questions: Are you trying to just plan your sprints better, right? Um, or are you being asked to do long-term forecasting, right? When is your feature going to be done? How far are you going to be at a certain period in time? Uh, and uh, so other options, right? Here's here's another option is uh, we are, are, are huge proponents of the work of Daniel Vacante. Read the book, When Will It Be Done? Uh, it's as simple as starting to track cycle time of uh, your PBIs uh, as, they, um, as they work themselves uh, through a sprint. Uh, and it uh, gets as complicated as running Monte Carlo simulations on your product backlog to come up with some kind of probabilistic forecast as to when right. um, multiple items or a single item might be done. So I think that book is a game changer. Uh, getting to know uh, Daniel over the past few years has has uh, lended itself to me moving away from story points. Um, I haven't really been an advocate for them for about five years because I feel like this stuff is way more objective uh, than uh, subjective, which I think is really important. I, I think it's also important to point out if you're in, a, in an environment where story points are going to be around for a while, let's use them in the best way possible. 
right? We don't use story points to compare teams. We, we're not trying to get teams to do more story points in a sprint. We're not optimized. It, it, it just is what it is. It's a lagging indicator of the capacity mm-hmm. uh, of your scrum team, right? And if you don't believe me, send two developers on vacation for a full sprint and tell me what happens to your velocity. Yeah. Spoilers, it will go down. It's a measure of capacity, right? And that's really all it is. And we're trying to figure out based on capacity, what could potentially be done in the future. If you are in a situation though, where story points are going to be around for a while, check out George Dinwiddie's book on software estimation, right? George lays out, I think some really good options within the story point realm, showing um, different ways of, of estimating and still being, I think, reasonable with those estimates. Uh, George's book is excellent. And so if you're in that space and we want to meet you where you're at, keep using story points. I actually, I think planning poker is a great analysis tool, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It lends itself to conversations with what you might do with a PBI in the future, right? Maybe make it into multiple PBIs because it's too big. Uh, Maybe there's more questions that you have on it and there's a misunderstanding in the team, right? If you have your, if your estimates wildly vary, I think it helps to ask the, some questions. I, I just, I think that even if you're in an organization that's using story points right now, I think that there's more mature ways to evolve. And so let's, let's not become complacent um, with them because I think that uh, the work of Daniel and the Kanban and flow community really lends itself and works really well with scrum. Um, I can, I can attest to that because I've done it in the trenches and it works really well. Um, So, uh, so check that out. Uh, and uh, it's as simple as beginning to measure cycle time. And that's really not hard to do. Yeah. And we actually cover this pretty extensively in the professional Scrum with Kanban course. We do. So it's, it's a great class from uh, from Scrum.org. Actually, Dan Vicanti was a big part of creating that course along with Yuval Urit. Um, so it's a it's a great class that we like teaching. And, and, so if and also, learn, also Pro Kanban. Pro Kanban.org. We're both Pro Kanban trainers. Yeah. So applying uh, professional Kanban is another great place. Look, the question is, should a scrum team use story points? The answer for us is, well, maybe you have options. It depends. If it's Todd and I working with a team, though, cycle time, throughput, item aging and whip limits. Those are the four key metrics that that Daniel talks about in his book. When you apply those correctly, we think you can do some really cool things. And so we're not we're not saying story points are wrong. We've just uh, we've kind of moved to a different space. But if you're not there yet, use story points wisely. All right. They're not a weapon. Very nice. All right. Well, so we appreciate that question. Thanks for sending it in. We hope you keep adding more questions down in that comment section somewhere in that space below. Uh, We love answering your questions. Let us know about story points. Maybe you're having great success. Tell us your story in the comments. We'll uh, be sure to reply. Maybe we'll turn it into a video about hey, we missed this aspect. So help us out, right? So mm-hmm. leave your comments, leave your questions. We'd love to hear more about what you're doing. Uh, check out the socials, right? So we've got the socials up here, all of the you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's all at Agile for Humans. Uh, hit that subscribe and like button on YouTube. Make sure that you know exactly when we drop a new episode of Your Daily Scrum. It's probably going to be every day unless, as Todd likes to point out, it's the weekend and we take the weekend off. Uh, check out some of the videos below that we've provided we've got some playlists and videos for you to check out Uh, but you know what just thank you for being here thanks for listening thanks for watching thanks for sharing Uh, the growth has been amazing and uh, it's all because of you so keep it up leave your comments be sure to share and like 
subscribe, do all those crazy things we're supposed to, the call to action at the end that you're supposed to do. And uh, as long as you're doing that, we're going to keep making these videos. And so we will uh, see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.